Donald Jeffries. Donald Jeffries. Author of Hidden History and Survival of the Richest. Host of the Donald Jeffries Show. Billy Ray Valentine. Billy Ray Valentine. Host of the Infinite Fringe Podcast. Researcher, truth seeker from the Bronx, New York. Tony Arterburn. Tony Arterburn. Radio host, combat veteran, precious metals analyst, and alt historian. Together, they take on the headlines of the week, decode the disinformation, and plow through the mainstream propaganda. Unauthorized, unscripted, and unintimidated. Unintimidated. This is America Unplugged. What's going on, everybody? It is America Unplugged yet again. It is Saturday. What's going on? My name is Billy Ray Valentine. I hope everybody is doing well, and I'm joined by the usual suspects, ladies and gents. Mr. Tony Atterburn, what's going on? I'm still monkeypox free, Billy. Good for you. It's good to see you. I was about to tell you. I'm like, I don't know. I don't. I don't see anything on you. You know. Um, no, I, I. I think I'm good. Well, good. I'm so glad. far, so far, so good. Did you get the vaccine? I'm gonna get five of them, uh, all major brands, as soon as they're out. AstraZeneca, go get that. Go get that one. You want that one? That's the one. I gotta everybody help Moderna wants. out. I mean, you see the story on Technocracy.news, the CEO of Mo- Moderna says, "I don't, we can't give these things away. The, the, you gotta the throw them vaccines. out. Yeah, you have to throw it with thirty right. million. Right. So. Let's just throw out these vaccines. I mean, the life-saving vaccines that everybody needs uh, that nobody wants. Throw them. Don Jeffries, what's going on? Say what's up to the people. All right. Hello, people. Hopefully, hopefully my connection works better than on my show yesterday. We made some tweaks, so uh, hopefully uh, I, I won't get booted out. All right. No, fantastic. Yeah, we had a bit of technical uh, issues here on America Unplugged channel with Don Jeffrey's show um, yesterday. But, uh, you know, we're working on all of that, trying to get that all fixed up. Anyhow, right. Uh, so, um, right, there's nothing to talk about this week, I guess, right? Like, <laughs> We, we, we don't have anything to talk about. We're just going to sit around <laughs> twiddling thumbs. Uh, nothing, nothing happened down in Texas, you know. Uh, all right. So I, I'll start you guys off, right? So uh, here in New York, everybody's losing their minds about it. Everybody hates, hates a Ted Cruz, and that's great. I hate Ted, Ted Cruz as well. I hate his ass. Um, but um, spineless. Let's remember Ted Cruz. Let me do Donald Trump said that his wife was a pig and that his father killed JFK. And he still supports Donald Trump. Spineless bastard, that guy. Regardless, everyone here hates Ted Cruz. They hate him, right? Uh, But on top of that, everybody is calling for stricter gun laws here, right? And and they are um, going after Ted. There was footage of some, and this is down in Texas, of course, I guess, there was footage of uh, of uh, somebody stepping to to Ted Cruz while he was eating, you know, and yelling at him like this is on your on your head. The blood of those those kids that died is on your head. And listen, I'm all for pressing these uh, these politicians, right? If they decide to be politicians and they're in a, in, in a public light, press their ass. That's just me, you know. But um, I don't think that stricter gun laws are going to help the issue. That's just me. And I am in a massive minority over here. My friends are, uh, are uh, really giving it to me because I said that. And I tell them, I'm like, you know, it, it, it's, it's uh, almost impossible to get a gun legally here in New York City. Everybody has them. 
<laughs> everybody has a gun. And if you don't have a gun, you can easily go out and get one if you really want one. You know, so laws aren't going to stop anything, in my opinion. Maybe, I, I, don't, I don't know uh, your, your opinions on this, but, but uh, I don't know if you guys have a different one. Maybe you'll change my mind. I suspect we have somewhat similar opinions on this. Um, but um, regardless, 19 kids are dead, if, if, if I'm not mistaken, and two professors. My biggest issue with the thing is that, uh, and there have been so many conflicting reports. So many, like if, if I had the time to go and, and just pick them out, like it'd be dope. But I, I know one for sure. They said they had the shooter in custody. How do you get that report and publish it if the guy is dead? You understand? So I'm like, what the hell's going on here? And, that, and that's just one of, of many. But they're saying that the dude that, that decided to shoot this thing up, I forget, he's some uh, a Latino guy uh, with, uh, he's 18 years old. I don't, I don't remember his name. Salvador uh, Ramos. Salvador Ramos, right? W went in there and and uh, he was allowed to go in there for an hour and no one didn't. I think that's that's more pressing than saying, hey, we need to change the gun laws, right? But then again, I don't know what happened because everything is all over the place. The reporting is all over the place. All right. Give me your thoughts, Tony. What's going on? Well, yeah, he was allowed to fire outside of the school for 12 minutes he i just read that shit funeral like, what the, the right and then he crashed his car outside like what's going on here like i mean i'm sorry go ahead well the the biggest question to ask is what changed you know this country's always had firearms uh we've always had i mean very good you point. Look back to high school i mean i was probably one of the last classes in rockwell texas to take guns to school like we you had some people would pull up and they'd actually have the rifle racks in the back, you know, because they go hunting afterwards. And that was, we never thought. And again, I graduated in 99. That was the year Columbine. So this is the year everything really changed. Uh, but no one ever thought, well, there's going to be a mass shooting, right? It's just, something changed. We've always had the guns. So the guns aren't the issue. Uh, I mean, they usually have even have like extensive firearm training at public schools. You look back in the 50s and 60s, there's ample evidence of that. So I don't know exactly what to tell the, the gun grabbers other than we have a cultural and spiritual problem in this country. You can't solve that with gun control. I, I remember breaking out into a cold sweat one time when I went into um, to Illinois to pick up my son. He lives in northern Illinois. And um, I happened to go through Chicago. And then I realized that I had two handguns with me. I'm in downtown Chicago. Now, there's very strict gun laws there. Even if you're traveling, there's strict gun laws in Chicago. Now, they also call it Chirac because it's massive violence and gun violence everywhere. So where you have gun, gun control, you mm -hmm. have massive violence because criminals don't obey gun laws. I think we can all agree that murder is already illegal. There's already a law for that. Okay. Right. If you're, if you're insane, if you're satanic and evil, you're going to find a way to kill people. Even yeah. if you... And there's a weird anomalies in this case. The kid had $5,000 to go buy uh, AR-15s and ammo. When I was 18, I didn't have, my, my dad had 40 convenience stores. I didn't have $5,000. I never seen $5,000. Where is he getting this money? I mean, again, I, it took me, I, I was 19. I had to save up for a year to pay my, you know, my down payment on my truck. And it was less than 5,000. So just these anomalies in here, uh, 
everything with this case and then the people waiting outside for an hour, like you hear gunshots going on. One of the, um, the officers says, we can't let you uh, breach an ongoing investigation. It's not an investigation. It's active murder. <laughs> it's case closed. What are you doing? And so this is, this is the country that we've arrived in. People are waiting on other people to do something. And you always want to blame this exterior thing. But no one wants to take a look at our culture. And I'll reference something that supposedly the person named Timothy McVeigh said. The only thing he ever said in his trial. He said at the very end, he quoted a, a, a case from the Supreme Court, the Brandeis Court, on the fact that the government set the example. Right. So we have trickle down evil in this country. And you say we, you know, we have to protect the children. We have a VAERS database that's full of examples of us not protecting the when we know what the data is. And I'll tell you, I'm talking about the the injection. We might have to edit Don's channel now. <laughs> you get what I'm saying? You go back to the 70s, you had the swine flu epidemic. <laughs> they had a vaccine. So they gave people the, the shot and it hurt some people. They immediately shut it down. In this country, I know the word myocarditis. You talk about protecting children. You have this these entities that aren't protecting. They know what's going on. They continue to do it. And then we ask why. Why would people not value life? So, again, I'm never going to be for, uh, I, again, the, the, the Second Amendment to me is a check against the power of, of a tyrannical government. You're not going to be able to overthrow the government with the Second Amendment. And by the way, these people like Eric Swalwell, and other Democrats will say, we'll just use nuclear weapons on you. Have you seen these tweets, right? We're going to nuke the, your, our own people Yeah. Uh, if, if you ever had an insurrection with arms. we Again, nobody that, that's in the, the Second Amendment movement thinks that you can overthrow or anything or that we're weapons of war. It's just a defensive thing against you know, um, gangs, against crime, against the government. You have, this, you have this, this right that was built into the Constitution, the Bill of Rights, for a reason. And uh, this continued for most of our history until recent memory. And I asked people, what changed? Because the guns have always been there. That's a really, really good point. That's a really good point. Like, what's changed? Because the guns have always been there. And also, why schools? You know, what, what, what is, why? why? Why are people going into schools and shooting them up? I, I, and I'm going to go to John and just, uh, to, to Don in just a second. Like, I, I, I Immediately what came to my mind when, when I started seeing these reports is like he shot his grandma. Uh, it's the, kind of the same thing that happened in, in, in Sandy Hook. You know, he shot his mom, uh, Adam Lanza, you know, before he went into the school, you know, with, a, with, a, in, you know, with, a, with an arsenal to, to shoot people up. And like Tony was saying, I mean, I, I think this guy had a job. He had like a part-time job and, and uh, he didn't go to school anymore. That was one of the reports. There was also a report that, uh, that he was um, a transsexual or something. And then that went away, yes. you know, so there, there, there was a report that, that he had, a, that he hadn't been going to school and that he had a job. So maybe that's how he got the money for this, but this is worth investigating, right? We need to know how he got the money to purchase these very expensive guns, right? Um, another thing that hit me is that he was walking around with body armor and this was, and, and, and if anybody can find the clip, cause shit just disappears. Like Stalin is still alive, right? If anybody can find the clip in Parkland, 
the Parkland shooting. It was either a student or a, or a teacher that said there was a guy walking down the hall in full body armor. And, and this was the mainstream reporting it in full body armor walking down the hall separate from uh, the accused shooter. Somebody else, you know, and, and so, I mean, they're getting body armor. They're getting these guns. I'm like, well, how is this happening? But uh, I'm going to jump on Tony's point. You know, because that it, it sparks some things in my mind, and I think it's very true. The guns, it's a, it's, a, it's a logical argument to use because it's true. People that are, are um, incredibly anti-gun are going to stick to their position no matter what rationale you put in front of them. No matter how, how many statistics and, and, and how rational your argument is, they don't want to hear it. Guns need to go, Right. Um, and, and that's what I'm experiencing now, you know, out here. And, and, and it's, a, it's a trigger reaction. People aren't really looking into it. They just know what they know or whatever they're told and their feelings are what their feelings are. And that is it. It's mind control. Plain and simple. Don Jeffries, what's up? Well, obviously, this is I, I, this one really <laughs> attracted my interest. As most people, I, I urge people to go to Substack if they don't uh, Already, Donald Jeffries got media, wonderful new website that Tony created, but my Substack is there under articles. And I just wrote one, an article about this. And uh, and things have changed since I wrote the article. I had to write a couple comments up because the narrative changed so quickly. But let's, let's, let's just look at it, okay, from the standpoint of assuming that this is not a hoax or a drill or anything. Let's take it at face value. The early reports, the first report I quoted there is a report from the mayor. Who talked about? Uh, he assured uh, everyone that the parents. Uh, he sent out a message: "Hey, everything's safe. Shooter's been apprehended. All the students and staff are inside the building. I think about any nineteen kids dying and two adults. And as uh, Tony indicated, the early reports were he was shooting outside for twelve minutes at a funeral home. He's kind of shooting wildly. He's he's dressed in body armor. He's just wrecked his truck, which as uh, Billy Ray pointed out, is probably way too expensive for whatever finances he had. Apparently, he lived a him and his grandmother lived in a something like a four hundred foot square, some incredibly tiny place. It sounded, I think he slept on the on the on, on the mattress on the floor. So this is what we're hearing. So how that how an expensive truck fits into that budget? I mean, apparently he couldn't drive. Also, and then he, he shoots his grandmother supposedly in the head or the face, but I think his grandmother's alive. I can't even figure that out. They're both reports, so it's all over the place. He was originally, as Governor Abbott said, when he, and of course, he went and covered his own ass and said, oh, they, they misled me. But he was bragging about law enforcement and saying he was confronted instantly. The shooter was confronted by uh, a resource officer, a cop or something. We heard that he exchanged gunfire. We heard he was being chased by border agents. Uh, now, so, so how, I mean, do you think he was attracting attention with an assault weapon, body armor? He's just wrecked his truck. And somehow nobody got his attention. And the cops take a long time to come there. And then we're told that they waited outside for an hour, and then they've kind of amended the story to make it even worse, say 19 cops were inside, outside the room, and that kids were dialing 911 from inside, and call, one little girl called out for help, and the gunman heard it because the cop said, yell help, and then he killed her. And, and then they, had, they waited until they got a key from the janitor for an hour? This doesn't make any and, sense. No, and these, these are the same. Same cops that have busted down so many doors, wrong doors usually, and SWAT raids and killed people doing it. Since when do they suddenly get these, you know, this patience? Well, you know, maybe we're not going to do this. So, so that's that's the and, and then the worst part of this that nobody's talking about. And here, you know me, I hate woke stuff. 
I hate the way racism is abused, but this was, I think, an entirely Hispanic event. I'm pretty sure all the parents there were Hispanic. That's a minority school. They, the story is they made these parents go to a civic center. And some of them waited from 3 p.m. till after midnight, nine hours, to figure out what happened to their kids. And we're told they went inside and forced them to take DNA, to get DNA tests. I've never heard of anything like that before in my history now. So if I'm a Hispanic activist, I'm going to be outraged. And I'm, going to, I'm going to question it at least. Now, I don't think, again, I don't, I don't trust any of these things. And that's why the whole thing seems to prosper to me. And I will ask the, the people to read my article. And I, I linked to a video, which probably is already gone, but it was on YouTube. of, And it was very Sandy Hookish. There's a, a parent, a, a mother and dad there. The mother looks you know, pretty calm considering what's happening. They asked them what grade their daughter was in. And the quote from the mother is, we don't know the grade. Now, again, you wonder why people question the realities of it. Is there a parent anywhere on the face of the earth that doesn't know what grade their children's in? I, I don't know. But again, those are, that's why we question these things. Uh, I've heard that there was a drill a couple months ago there. I'm sure we'll find out there was probably a drill going at the same time. But these are the questions. I'm glad the cops are, you know, you know, anything that holds police feet to the fire right. is a good thing. Because people are saying this is the kind of stuff they do all the time. It just isn't usually involved in a mass event like this. They are late. They don't come until after you need them. And then they usually turn like they did in this case. They tasered a woman. They were holding mother, parents back. Uh, you know, this is horrible stuff. So if this, again, this is if this is a real event, if it happened as it's portrayed to us, what should happen? Some there should be a lot of people that lose their jobs. If people are in under cancel culture or being fired because of something they said on social media, every one of those cops should be they banned should. from law enforcement for life. I mean, this right. is inexcusable if they did that. They should uh, and the people that thought of the idea to send the parents to a civic center and force them to take DNA tests and t tortured them for hours. I mean, why weren't the kids immediately released into their parents' arms after the shooter was dead? What was, what was the delay? But these are the questions that should be asked. But as Billy Ray points out, what it comes down to is the only criticism will be the gun. Right. You might hear a few murmurs about police. The gun, the gun in this case had nothing to do with it except it was carried into the school if it's, it's happened, as I said, by an obviously very disturbed, <laughs> mentally disturbed individual. But none of that will be mentioned. Anything will be, we need to have a debate about that. Michael Moore's. Michael Moore says, let's ban the Second Amendment. And you know he wants to ban the First Amendment, too. But this, this, is, this is why it's just nobody, and this, every time, whether it's a huge event like 9-11 or the banker bailout or something, no one's ever held responsible. No one, no, so no one will be punished. The only one that's held responsible is the shooter you know, that was killed, as they almost always are in these events. And maybe they'll say, well, no, we need to have an, we need to examine our, you know, our, and we'll, we need to do better next time. How many of these things have happened, supposedly? And we're, we're supposed to believe that security, and I had people, you can read uh, on Substack, I had a couple people in Texas alone that talked about their kids going there and what the uh, security standards are, that parents have to be buzzed in, all doors are locked, they have bulletproof glass, I mean, all this has been instituted over the years because of other shootings, right? So mm -hmm. what, now we're told, because, you know, how did he get in? Now we're told a teacher left a door propped open. Right. Okay, well, who, who is that teacher? Is that teacher going to be fired? No, because I mean, nobody is ever held accountable. You know, years ago, my hero Ambrose Bierce, 
uh, it came with the definition of corporation, he said, was an ingenious device whereby you can achieve individual profit without individual responsibility. Well, America is basically a gigantic corporation. So when these things happen, if they happen, as they're, as they're alleged, and again, why would we trust anything they tell us? They lie about everything. That's why I'm skeptical about it all. Plus, you know, that parent didn't know what grade their kid was in. You know, that, <laughs> my spidey sense goes off pretty immediately there. But if, if this is the case, we're like a corporation now because these things happen or not, and no one's ever held accountable. No one's, nobody, when nobody got, was fired for the negligence on 9-11, if you want to be, be real innocuous and just say, well, no, no, nobody was fired on that. Nobody was fired for security cameras not operating that day. Nobody was fired for all the bad loans that happened in the banker bailout that almost crashed the economy. Nobody's ever held accountable, and nobody has held been accountable in all the other alleged school shootings, which the same way. Uh, the security cameras don't work. The security is somehow they get in the door. The cops that are on, on most schools have cops, armed cops now. They're, and these schools are like fortresses and prisons. I talked about this in bullyocracy. So how did somebody waltz in with the body armor, a weapon, and there's no officer there to stop him? Somehow he gets in, he, he, the door is propped open conveniently for him. But you try to be a parent to your kids, and you know, how long is it going to take for them to buzz you in? And in this case, these parents were treated much worse than the school shooter was because they had to you know wait nine hours outside. I and mean, you imagine the the, the, the Error they felt, not sure if their child was right. alive or dead because they didn't. I mean, that's, 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 that's horrible. But right. you're not. I don't hear anybody talking about that. All they're talking about is the guns. And so this is, you know, this is this is America 2.0. Simplistic, you know, debates, and right. no one, no one talks about the real important points. Not not only is it simplistic it. debate. No, you're absolutely right. Not only is it simplistic debate, but there is no desire to engage in a deeper level conversation about this. As soon as something is said, people get sensitive and decide to disengage and walk away. And they'll start calling you names and, and insulting you because you have a different yeah. opinion. You know, that, that, that's right. what it's devolved into. It's the de-evolution of the human race. Um, now, right. for, for me, I think it was a real event. Like people are dead, you know. The circumstances around the event are questionable, even for the mainstream. So yeah. I don't want people to say, "Hey, why are you questioning it?" Go read the freaking articles that are put out. It's just like right. eight thousand different narratives. What are we supposed to believe? But but Bill, what it works. If it, Go ahead, Don. If it was if it, if it was a real event. It's worse. Yeah. It looks because Absolutely. it's no, it's worse because look at the way police responded. Look at the way the police exactly. responded with their beef. Up, I mean, and, and the, the schools responded with their beefed up security. Look at the way they treated the parents. Nobody's even talking about it. And, and again, you you can throw some some identity politics in there if you want. I don't have a problem with them saying would they have treated it that way if it was an all white school in a rich district? I don't know. Would they have subjected the parents to DNA tests? I mean, so I think you can have that discussion, but you need to, you need to ask them why. Why did you do this? Because if it was a real event, then all those questions have to be answered. And uh, yeah, I don't. They don't want to do that. I know. And so, of course, people are going to speculate. Right. No. 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 You're absolutely right, man. Um, and uh, like uh, when I go pick up my kid at school, I can't go in the building. Right. Doors are closed. They are locked. You can't go. You have to buzz in, and they bring your child out to you. Right. And, and, and I'm not saying this is a good thing. I, I, I used to be able to go in inside the building and go get my son. 
Now I have to wait outside. And this is due to COVID. You understand um, <laughs> yeah. what, what happened down there? Because I read that this morning and it made zero sense to me. I was going to give like, like a whole breakdown. I'm like, this doesn't even make sense. It really doesn't. Like the, the, the professor or the teacher left the side door open. Some nonsense went on. There was some shooting going on. And, and some people in the funeral home across the street noticed it. And then the professor popped back up and still didn't close the door in some of these reports. I'm like, what's going on? You know, and then they, they, they're talking about um, there were uh, school police officers that were supposed to be involved in this and, and they weren't for whatever reason. And I, I think it's obvious to me anyway, when and Tone, I'm coming to you in a sec. It's, it's obvious to me when I was um, when I was reading this, I'm like, who are these police officers? They are supposed to be the cream of the crop, the bravest, right? They're supposed to go in there and protect us. And the and there are some police officers that do. So I am not. I am not. Uh, 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 I am generalizing here, but just I just want to be be uh, 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 conscious that some of you actually do your job. But the, the job of police officer has been degraded to the point where it is a it is a a, a fallback a profession. People don't want to be police officers. They just say, well, let me do this because there's nothing else left to do. You know, I got two years of college. Let me let me do this. They don't really want to do anything. Like, dude, go in there, bro. Like, that's your freaking job. I, I It's not my job. I didn't sign up for it. You did. If, if, if there's an hour lapse, that is unacceptable. Unacceptable. You know, and, and something needs to happen there. Something needs. And, and, and that's my point. And, I, and Don, Don is very good at pointing the finger at police officers during all of this, all of these tragedies that go down and, uh, and the shootings and all of that, because in all actuality, there's the problem, yep. right? And in, 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 in a lot of this stuff, there's the problem. Now there are more problems here. Like Tony said, why, why is this happening? Guns have always been there. Why is it happening now? Right. And, and, and I was watching a Ted talk. Not too long ago. I forget who the lady is. I'll bring it up. Maybe we'll reach out to her, see if she comes on and we'll talk about it. But she was discussing mental health, right? Mm -hmm. And she was saying, you know, the mental, she was from another country. I forget where she was from, but she was saying ment mental health is, is, you know, it's a really big problem. And she goes, have you ever considered that, um, that uh, uh, the diet of the West has anything to do with the mental health of, uh, of, of uh, with, with uh, regulating mental health. So have you ever considered that? And it sounds so radical. And she, she said it, she, she was like back in the day when, uh, when they thought about germs, they thought that was stupid by washing your hands or whatever. She, she went more in depth and she, she goes, and now that's fully accepted. She's like mental health, what we're feeding people, what, what is, uh, is, uh, is, causing the decline of, of mental health. And I can absolutely subscribe and believe that 100%. On top of that, it's the artificial state that we live in that's causing all of this stuff to happen. All right. And of course it affects some people differently. And you're like, well, what, what, what's the difference if I have eggs or, or, or whatever you're probably thinking it's processed meat, processed foods, and the artificial way we go about our diets there are some people that are fortunate enough to be able to go to a, to a farm and get their stuff here in New York City, bro. It's a supermarket. It's as artificial as it gets, man. If we did this in the 1800s and told and told people, hey, you're going to get your meat from this little yellow packet with saran wrap around it. 
They wouldn't believe it. And this is what we're doing now. It's, it's, it's Soylent Green. Uh, and, and, and now there's some drink called Soylent, Soylent Green that we're drinking now. Like it's, it's ironic as hell. But, <laughs> but, but, but this is the point of it. I think it's, it's, it's not only is it what we're being fed, because I think what we put in our bodies directly reflects everything, you know, but it's also all the artificial uh, um, constructs that we, we, we have built, all, all, everything that, that the way we're living our lives nowadays lends itself to things like this. Because you got to be seriously mentally ill to do something like this. In my opinion, I don't know. I could be very wrong. Tone, what's up? Well, another common link between most all mass shooters in the modern era, antidepressants, SSRIs, right. serotonin reuptake inhibitors. Yeah. You know, you, I was quoting Bill Cooper from 1991 from Behold a Pale Horse. He talked about there'll be a rise in school shootings. Uh, he, he cited a program from the Central Intelligence Agency called Orion, where they take people. And again, I'm not saying this was a staged event. We don't know any. We know there's anomalies. I right. believe it happened. Um, well, the circumstances, when you start lining up timelines, um, you know, you, this is the anniversary of George Floyd. And, you know, uh, coming out of May uh, into May 2020, we were just coming out of lockdown. And everything seemed to be OK. And then we had, had riot season. Mm hmm. Right. So all of these events lead to outcomes. Right. And I don't know. Again, we're going to have this crazy election cycle and you have the NRA stuff going on. And I think the NRA is a non-entity now. I've been a lifetime NRA member, by the way. I think the NRA is kind of like the Republican Party, just kind of cucks. They just really don't do they yes. they interfere more than they should. Yeah. They they really don't do much to promote liberty, right. at least in the at least in the last 20 years. I, I've seen them just really lay, lay down. Um, but I was told when I was a kid that NRA was, was great, you know, it was on your side. And I think when I was, before I went to Iraq, I got the lifetime membership, got the jacket and everything. My wife hates for me to wear that. She's like, Take that off. <laughs> you know, but the, the NRA is, is a lot like the Republican party or a lot like Trump, you know, it's a, it's a symbol. And I think you uh, they underestimate the, the, the American people when it comes to the second amendment too. Uh, that's pretty much ingrained. There's a big, it's probably more than half of the country that says, no, I, I want the ability to protect myself and you can make, you can make these events about the gun all you want. And it's going to, I think they're going to increase because our culture is declining. And it could be the fact that these people are helped along. We don't know. There's many examples, even through Don and his work, you can look at hidden history. There's lots of questions being raised about surrounding these events. So, I mean, I was thinking too, Billy, you know, Don was talking um, one, uh, there was police police officers in Uvalde right. who went in to get their own kids and got out. <laughs> by the way, but we didn't Jesus mention that. Christ. Are you serious? Yes, you can look. There was a report <laughs> I was reading yesterday. There, there was at least one that I know of. And of course, there was the the and somebody asked in the chat, "Why were the U.S. Marshals there?" That's a great question. Why were the U.S. Marshals in Uvalde, Texas? I've been to Uvalde, Texas many times, starting when I was nine years old. As a matter of fact, the first time I ever fired an assault rifle, if you want to call it that, an AR-15, was in Uvalde, Texas. I just thought of that. I did a whole show yesterday, and I mentioned Uvalde and how I'd been there. I'd never thought of it till now. Mm -hmm. uh, I That was the first time I ever thought, wow, I'm really in Texas. I'm from Dallas, uh, Dallas area, Rockwall. And uh, Uvalde's down in South, it's 90 miles away from the border with Mexico. So when I was nine, I'd go down there. We had this hunting ranch that we were able to go to. It was, it was beautiful. 
And uh, that's where I thought, wow, it's a hill country. It's so much different than where I'm from. And that's the first time I thought, wow, I'm really in Texas. You know, this is uh, it's such a, a rugged place. And I remember thinking when I when I fired the assault rifle and I was just trying to place that, that it was so it was so um, weak compared to the rifles I'd been shooting, which are deer rifles, which are really powerful. You know, you got high powered rifles that will kick you and, and it'll leave a bruise. And assault rifles won't do that. Uh, so it's it's interesting as as a combat vet, and you talk about these uh, so-called weapons of war. I can do just as much damage with a lever action thirty thirty that I can with most of my assault stuff, or, or what do you want to call it, AKs or anything like that. I mean, it, it just just knowing how to use a weapon. So it's really not about the effectiveness. I even like Ted Nugent's talk about using a goose gun, which is a big shotgun. You know, with the you get you could take out the plug and have extra rounds in it. You can do a lot of damage with just regular hunting rifles. So when they say, "Well, it's not about hunting," <laughs> they're coming for all of your guns. Okay, that's just let's just stop pretending. You want to get you want just Michael Moore doing saying what he said is probably I, I think the, the 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 most refreshing thing I've heard in a while. Just say what you mean. You want right. to get rid of the Second Amendment. You don't yeah. want anybody that's a that's a regular plebe. Uh, ahoy polloi. you don't want us to be able to protect yourself just just the elite just the people with bodyguards and the president and all the the, right. the you know power hungry lizard people you want those people protected with guns right i got it well you, you know just, that, well you know that's that's the thing i think that uh, i didn't mean to interrupt you Tony, but that that's the thing when billy ray was talking about how the reaction in new york about it against it what, what i find fascinating going back to even sandy hook when they had the little kid that supposedly wrote a drawing about I think only the police and military should have guns. Now, you know, I, I don't like guns. I'm not a gun guy. I, I very much support the Second Amendment for all the Bill of Rights. And I understand it's important for people to have weapons. But I've never understood, like, if there was a way for, I, I, would, I think genuine people that don't like gun violence, what they would say is we need to destroy guns. We need to get rid of them. There's no, there should be no guns. But they never do that. They want to take away your guns. They don't want the right. people to have guns. They're fine with yeah. the police having them. They're fine with the, the military, us having the biggest armed force in the history of the world. That's okay. And how, how could people not understand that? I mean, I don't know. I don't think our guns could stop this military force. They said to unleash it against us. And what I would wish people on the right would realize is that all these events, after every event, Obama's going to take your guns, going to take your guns. And it, it's people still have their weapons. So the Second Amendment is still intact to some degree, and we still got locked down. We still had, you know, unconstitutional tyranny everywhere. The guns, did, the guns didn't help anything. <laughs> so I'm not sure what they're doing. I guess you can still go skeet shooting and, and hunt, but I understand it's important to have them. But we need to understand. Look, let's pay. And I, I always value the Second Amendment people, but they tend to be one-trick ponies. That's what they want. They don't take my guns. They don't care much about the First Amendment or the Fourth Amendment. They're very, these are the ones that right now are hurting us more because if we don't have free speech, it doesn't matter what kind of guns we have. If we are not safe from unreasonable search and seizure, that's, you know, that's happened since uh, they started unconstitutional roadblocks to get drunk drivers. And very few of us back then were, I was, you know, I was a voice crying in the wilderness, you know, that's a violation of the Fourth Amendment. Nobody cares. Well, we want to catch those drunk drivers, don't you? Okay. Same thing with you know the no knock no knock police raids, SWAT raids, and I'll go into all this in Hidden History Three. I'll talk about how law enforcement because you know people don't realize, and that's why it's such a shame when the dialogue about the very real police tyranny and there is because we're mil they're militarized troops. They're uh, they're trained in Israel, by the way, and somebody explained why they're trained in Israel. I don't know why would that. Our military industrial complex, we can't train them. 
Uh, they have all this body shield, body armor, but you still see in situations like this, apparently they're all cowards at heart. Because it, with all that that they have, they can't rush on Moss. Nineteen of them can't go through a door and and uh, apprehend one eighteen-year-old shooter, who is you know presumably insane and probably is you know not going to be. They might shoot himself if that happens, but they don't do that. And we see this over and over again. The police aren't there to help. But I wish people would understand when you think police are on your side during the Reagan administration, the great Supreme Court back then in those conservative days. They made their first ruling that said police do or police are under no obligation to protect. And it's been upheld in several other decisions. Jesus Christ. Yeah. So I mean, Let's so when you say yeah, yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry, Tony. Go. No, finish up. Finish up, Don. When you said what? What's going on? No, so 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 we've had all those series of decisions. So people, when they talk about police protecting and serve, I think their motto is still to protect and serve. Well, no, it's not. The Supreme Court said it isn't. So that's why if you if you want the police to protect you, it's not going to happen. So think about giving them. So I'm not saying defund the police, but that's why I was, I, I was so upset. Not only the fact that they let the cities burn and everything last year, but it's kind of like the Occupy Wall Street, which which could have had a, a, a good point. Let's talk about the disparity of wealth, but it got washed into it. We don't even know what they were protesting. During 2020, they didn't know what they were protesting either. They were just screaming right. racism and burning stuff down. Have a dialogue. Talk about let's get rid of policing for profit. The, the asset forfeiture alone where they can steal your property and they're doing it every day. But mm. it's not about race because they're stealing all people's racist properties. Right. Yes. So let's have a dialogue about that. What are the police doing? What are we paying them for? And I hope that they stay focused. Tucker Carlson to his credit, because he's usually Mr. Law Enforcement, you know, like like you know, Trump. He well, he was really at least a couple nights ago. He said nothing last night. So I wonder if they called him to back off. He was really great on it. He was talking about this is this is inexcusable. What were they doing? He was asking all the right questions. That's what we need to do. And but if we never hear, and I suspect we'll never learn the identities of any of those police officers. Or know who the teacher was. And if we're if, if the general public is held accountable. If you do something to screw up, I guarantee you're going to be held accountable. You know, somebody's, and they're going to know who you are if you cause a big enough problem. But nobody ever knows in these really problems. When 19 kids die, that's a huge problem. And so, I, again, looking at this, I'm looking at it from, okay, I'm accepting everything at face value. I think you're better off if you, if you want me to believe it was a hoax. Because if I'm accepting everything at, at face value, you have a lot of questions to answer. And I, I doubt anyone's going to hold their feet to the fire. Tone, you had something to say. Come on. I was going to say, let's not forget the same people that are screaming right now to abolish the Second Amendment and more gun control also wanted to dump unlimited weapons on Ukraine. Right? They're all for the Ukraine having more and more weapons. Got to get them over there. It's fast. We'll, we'll airdrop them in. We'll use catapults. We'll get them. We'll, get, we'll put a, we'll, a gun in every household. You know, every Ukrainian should have a weapon. Right? They, they're all for that. Because, again, let's. This is sophisticated warfare, whether the, the MPC is at the bottom that have their placards and they're protesting, whether they understand it or not. It's about disarming their enemies, which is disarming re regular people and arming the state. That's all it is. You're right, man. You're right, man. Next level analysis by Don Jeffries. If you have eyes to see and ears to hear, you understood that. Most people um, just have a surface level argument and are emotional and go in that manner. And I, I said it earlier in the show, but it's worth repeating. Um, they don't want to get into it. They don't really want to have a conversation. 
That's the type of humans we have walking around here in the United States of America. I want to have it. I want to have the conversation. I want to know. I want you to change my mind. That's going to be very hard to do, but I want you to change my mind. I, I want to engage in these conversations and I want to learn, right? It's what everybody should be doing. Listen, plain and simple. This is the way to, well, in my view, if they want to take the guns from the people, you take the guns from the cops. No one has guns. If you want to go that route, no one has guns. Why do they get to have guns and we don't? Right. Why? So as long as they're walking around with guns, we get to walk around with guns too. Plain and simple. That's just yep. it. Right? Nobody wants to have that conversation. Oh, that's ridiculous. Yep. How, are the gun- how are the cops supposed to do their jobs? Well... If no one's walking around with a gun, then they should be able to do their jobs, right? We're in the, uh, on an equal footing. Right. So if, if, if you really hate the guns, if you want them to go away, I'm with you. Let's melt them all. All of them. Yeah. 100%. Let's get rid of them. Of course. <laughs> That's not going to be a thing. But you'll never, you'll never, you'll never hear anybody say that. I've never heard anybody outside of me say that. No, nobody says, you know, we, oh my God, I hate guns. We need to get rid of them. They're a horrible invention. Okay, you, you, of course, guns, you know, guns, obviously, are, their purpose is to shoot something, you know, to mm-hmm. do damage, right? I mean, so no matter how you look, yeah, okay, we can use it for hunting and stuff, that's fine. But nobody ever says that. So it's not the guns they really are opposed to. They're not opposed to gun violence. They're opposed to guns being owned by individual citizens. Right. Nobody needs no, an assault I, I, weapon. Why does the military need assault weapons to, to use on civilians in other countries? I mean, you know, what does that, that mean? I mean, come on, let's be consistent. Right. Now we had gun control in Iraq. It worked out really well. I was there. <laughs> I said, "Hey, you guys, stop that over there! Quit, quit using those IEDs. You're killing people. Let's stop it. Knock but it off. Turn, turn it all in. Turn it Knock all it in. off. And, and again, I, I brought this point up yesterday. I lived with people for years in close quarters. We had grenades, AT4s, rocket launch, all this stuff. Right? Uh, high capacity magazine, everything." No, no one turned on any of the people like the other troops, but you were going to get shot outside the wire. That's the way it works. Uh, I don't, when I see somebody else with a firearm, I go, huh, that's fine because I've got mine. You know, uh, again, um, this is an issue about spirits, an issue about culture. It's an issue about uh, what we value in this country. We've had the guns. I'm going to keep going back. We've had the guns. What changed? Something changed. And that's what we need to be focusing on because if the, if the, if the conditions were all the same, right, until there was a change, what happened? What was the what was the one thing that right. went? I think it's it's a combination of a lot of things, but definitely spiritual, mental health, and and our culture. Right. Um. And if if you know no, no and, and I don't I don't necessarily think guns are a bad thing. Um. I don't own a gun. I, well, I, I live in New York, so you know. I mean, maybe if I live somewhere else, I would own some guns. Probably. Probably would. Um. You know, and, and and that's another thing that I, that I want to touch on that that Don touched on. By the way, Don, I, I, I've been saying that too. So there's two people you know that says just get re- if, if you're going to get rid of the guns, take them away from the cops too, <laughs> right? So so you know me. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. There's two of us. That that's better than this morning. There were only one. There was only one of you this morning. Now there's two. So anyway, um, <laughs> but um, but also, cool. you know, um, when when we start thinking about this, right, and and all the stuff that's gone down. Right. It's like, I don't know, man. Why, why are they going to schools? And I mentioned this earlier before, but why? What's up, Tony? I see you nodding your head. What's, what's going on? Because they're soft targets. 
Mm. Right. Nobody ever goes to the home of the cartel and starts shooting them up. Right. Nobody goes to the police station. Right. Usually unless it's, unless there's a stand down yeah. and you're told to burn it down, like in 2020. Right. Yes. 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 Um, so, but no one's, no one's doing that. It's not like it's Terminator where he walks in and goes and shoots through the, the police station. That doesn't happen. These are soft targets. And plus the emotional value of the shock mm -hmm. of the system when a child is murdered. Right. I mean, that is just, right. And the, the visual of that, the news yeah. of that, it does something to you internally. If it doesn't, you got a problem. You're not human. Right? I mean, I it 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 really breaks my right. heart to watch. What really, really affected me out of all this, aside from the murder, was the response. <laughs> and that was all those men out there standing there while shots are going off. Like, I don't know how. I don't know how we've arrived at this place. I, I titled the show uh, yesterday, my, the Arterburn Radio Transmission. I titled, titled it. A coward dies a thousand times because you're going to die a thousand. If you, if you live that way, you're watching this evil happen and you don't go in there. You gotta, you gotta have responsibility as a, as a man, you know, and I, again, I'm, I'm using gender here, but this is a, a mindset of a warrior. You have to have a, a love of what's right more than you have a want to see the next sunrise. That's my values. I don't know. I couldn't live with myself. Of course it would of be course scary. Not. Like how the, the hell out of you. But I just don't know. I don't know how we've, this is, and again, right in the heart of what we perceive as Texas. I mean, my wife and I, Melissa and I, we went and uh, stayed in Uvalde not two years ago, for just for a weekend. We walked around this town square and, um, you know, because it was about, what, 80 miles or so from, uh, from San Antonio. And it's, it's, it's a, one of those classic hill country uh, Texas towns. And to see that happen there. Uh, it's just, a, a it's so disappointing and, uh, it's really saddening. I, I the, the whole thing is, is awful. There's really, the, the only thing we can learn from it is that we're waiting for somebody else to help. Right. Right. And we have to help ourselves. All right. That, that's a really yeah. good point in general, not, not right. just in these shooting situations, but in general, right. Let's look at And just to go back to the QAnon, uh, the QAnon op. We're sitting down waiting for somebody to help us right. when we are the ones that should be providing the help and we are the ones that should be picking up our brothers and sisters and running into these schools when some nonsense like this is going on, right? right. Um, of course, you're not going to run in there if you don't have a gun. <laughs> what you but, but, the, but, the, but this, again, the bigger picture here is that, again, this is, this is part of what they've told you. The Supreme Court has ruled the police are not there to protect you. So they, they don't legally have to protect those 26 kids from being shot. Supreme Court said that, and they're not there to protect the public, and so they'll tase somebody who objects to them. Be, and, of course, what's the thing you hear? Officer safety. I got a ticket a few years ago here where they're – I think they may have stopped doing it, but they, they, I had never heard of such a thing. But it was apparently if, when a cop has pulled somebody over on the side of the road to give them a ticket, it, you're supposed to move over to the next lane. So you're not right next to them on like a, a, a three or four lane highway or whatever. I had never heard such a thing. So I just kept driving by. I mean, there was nowhere near the cop. But he he came after me shortly and pulled me over and said, do you know what you did? And I said, no. I'm not speeding. And he says, uh, well, you, you're supposed to switch lanes when an, when an officer is over the side of the road for officer safety. I said, what? And this is everything is officer safety. It's a conspiracy. People say the only thing that matters is. The brave officers go home and safely. They go home safely to their families. That's all that counts. I guarantee if those cops' kids had been in there, they would have had a different attitude. 
they, but they're, they're trained. This is all part of the horrible training. Much of it they get in Israel where they're trained to, uh, first of all, feel they're at war with the public. I mean, the world can explain things like, you know, and it's not just because they're black, but you know, when you, with the guy that shot the guy who was black, who had a, a, a busted, uh, a light or something, right? He ran from the police. Well, you shouldn't have run from the police. He had a busted tail light. What are you doing shooting him? But that's the kind of stuff that happens when you have this mentality. All, all the officer has to do is say, what was the guy in New York years ago that he shot a hundred and some times? He was an immigrant. I can't remember because they thought he had a gun. And they, they shot like hundreds of times. They were little because they, they're, they're trigger happy. They feel threatened at the drop of a hat. They're basically cowards, as this event would show. I mean, why, what else do you call people like that? I mean, that's you don't have the instinct of a man just to do it. and anybody would, would do that especially if you have a you're, and, and I, I think they're wearing body body armor so especially if I'm wearing body armor I'm gonna be even a lot braver I'm gonna go try to save kids if I can but they didn't do that and they're probably gonna make excuses for them but this is all part of the thing they're not they don't legally have any obligation to protect you and policing for profit, a big part of his asset forfeiture, but this is all policing for profit. It's about money. There was no revenue to be made by saving those kids. They could have given every one of those parents some kind of ticket for, you know, uh, you know uh, drunken public or something. You can bet they would have done that. That's why they spend so many resources trying to stop people on the roads and standing, you know, eating donuts behind a bush and getting people for making a legal U-turn and things like that. Because that's those are and especially drunk driving. Now, they can get a drunk driver, man. That's that's a boy, that's a big that's a big uh, gold star for them when they're meeting their monthly quotas. But nobody talks about that, and you end up being a cop hater. Well, I, I'm sorry, you know, I, I I'm a law abiding citizen, and the few encounters I've had with police in my life have pretty much all been negative. They all have, all have had an attitude, and I don't have an attitude. I'm not a third is radical. I mean, you know, I, I've told stories of one time the guy, you know. He didn't pull his gun on me, but he got up in my face when I, I put a, a, a trash bag on my car outside my townhouse back in the day because we used to drive. Everybody used to do that and drive it because it was like 200 feet away. You know, on my way out there, I, I would where you, the trash pickup was for the townhouse development. He acted like I was a criminal, and I thought he was going to shoot me. I said, and I'm you know I'm sitting there kind of thinking this is ridiculous, but and that was you know probably 25 years ago. Things that now he probably would have shot me. He tased me. But again, that's where their, you know, their resources are and that's where their priorities are. And nobody talks about it. Instead, it gets turned into racism. Why, why, why are they, you know, shooting so many black people? Well, they're shooting yeah, too many people Put it that way. You can say they're disproportionately black, but they, they need to change the policing for profit. That's when they said, no, don't defund the police. Defund policing for profit. Defund asset forfeiture. Go, make them go back to protecting. Make them protect the public. That's your job. Be peace officers, not law enforcement officers. But I know I'm dreaming. There's nobody else saying this in this country. I know. Well, I, I agree with John. As a, I, I was a, a military policeman, by the way. I have law enforcement training. I, I but I wouldn't make a terrible cop in, in today's world. You would. I'm not gonna, yeah. I can't enforce like, oh, you have these magical plants that I can't. I got to take those. You, oh, I'm going to shoot your dog. That's another thing. You should have. Somebody should have said they have the dogs in there because that's what they love to do when they kick in yes, the door and say, no, right, yes. no knock warrant to shoot your yeah. dog. And uh, a lot of yeah. those brave people, they want to play army man, which what I've noticed about a lot of those cops <laughs> that are shooting unarmed people or shooting your dog and doing no knock warrant, all this stuff for the war on drugs. Right. I think that um, a great many of them 
didn't serve in the wars that I've served in. And not that that, again, that helps a little bit, right? But, you know, they were, they weren't willing to go and do like live action combat against people that were really armed to the teeth, but they, they go do stuff that, again, this, I think that goes back to Don's talked about, you can, um, and David Knight's talked about this too, where they fire people or don't hire people if they have a certain intelligence quotient, right? If they, if they're, if yes. they have, yes. if they're above a certain level, they'll say, no, 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 you can't. And they, people have sued, they say, you're discriminating. <laughs> I'm too smart. Yeah, they don't want to just like George Carlin said, just smart enough to run the machinery, but not smart enough to ask why. Yes. Right. Just right. right there, right there on exactly. the line. And that's why you can get people with that. Because like me, I would have been there again. I don't want to project myself there. I'm sure it was terrifying all this rest. But if you if there's shots going on and I'm armed, even if maybe even if I'm not, I got to go in and help kids. I don't know. I just it's it's painful to even see those stories. They just stood there because they're waiting for further order, sir. Talking in law enforcement speak, you know how they do. Uh, and this uh, certain vector, sir. Uh, they have this. They have this weird uh, vernacular, and uh, they're just ready to be pro told what to do. And that's really sad. That's sad that's that we. That's the way we've been trained, Tone. We've we've been conditioned. Even our conditioning has been conditioned. This is the way it's it's gone. This is why we act the way we act, right? Uh, also, one more thing before we get up out of here, we got five minutes left. Um. We, we need to also start taking a look at the fact that maybe maybe they don't want to take our guns. I don't know. Or maybe we, maybe this is a cry wolf situation and it keeps building until they actually freaking do it. Right. Because like Don mentioned earlier, you know, it keeps happening. Obama's going to take your guns. Obama's going to take your guns in a rally to get the right to, to vote against Obama because he's going to take your guns. So they use that shit. And then Obama doesn't take your guns. And, and you know what happens? Gun sales go through the fucking roof. Right. So so this this uh, event will probably be a catalyst for gun sales to rise just a little bit, you know, because people want their guns. Right. So this keeps happening over and over and over again every time one of these events takes place and every time a Democrat is running for office, he's going to take your guns, you know, and boom, everything takes up, takes off as far as gun sales. And then nobody takes your guns. Right. Now, uh, right. uh, you know, they, they do uh, make inroads in trying to limit the amount of guns or, or what type of guns you get. Trump did the same things with the bump stocks. Right. Uh, yeah. You know, so it's 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 a thing. But don't think that they want to take our guns because we're going to fight back. OK. Like Tone said earlier, they'll drop a nuclear bomb on us. They're not really going to do that. But they got other shit that will neutralize your gun. Very easily and very simply. And not only that, they'll just get into your mind. Sure. Yeah. And, 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 and the guns, it, it, during, during this, this lockdown, what would we, if, if guns mattered in terms of uh, stopping everyday tyranny, what would we have seen? All those small, the small business owners that objected, the gym owner and all those people like that, they would have been armed to the teeth, yeah. right? They would have been armed to the teeth. And, you know, when, they, when the cops came, there would have been a shootout, I guess. Or they said, no, you're not going to shut me down. Get out of here. Right. Isn't that what it's supposed to mean? People, let's say this is good Southern Baptist, you know, down south where everybody has a gun. When they tried to close church, you're not going to let me go to church on Easter Sunday. Everybody be walking out of church with a weapon. You're going to try to stop me? The pastor, right. I didn't see any of that. I didn't see the, uh, the one, I saw one little halfway protest, I think it was Pennsylvania or something. And I, I don't know if they had any guns. There might've been a Confederate flag or something, which but I, I don't think there were any guns. And, that's what I'm saying. I'm not saying that there should have been necessarily, but if you're the only way we could have stopped, theoretically could have stopped 
what happened and what you're seeing, we still don't. And we're going to find out how it devastated the economy. We're getting to see. You can't, you know, decimate small business like they did and expect that it's not going to have repercussions. But we didn't stop it. The small business owners didn't stop it. What, what did you see back in the L.A. riots in the early 90s? How did they stop? You had the Korean, gun, you had the Korean owners with guns. They stopped looting, didn't they? They didn't loot their stores. That's, right. That's, That's what right. you should have done. We didn't, we didn't see that. Where were the gun owners saying you're not going to shut me down? I didn't see that anywhere. And, and so and I'm not suggesting that should happen. But I got you done. Guns, right. Yeah. So we, we need to, you know, it's, 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 it, there needs to be some, some point to it. Otherwise, it's just you have a gun collection. And right. You're What's okay, the freaking cool. point, right? I, I get it. I, I, under, <laughs> I resonate yeah. with what you're saying, man. At the end of the day, like, you know, um, these are the sort of th we're, we're domesticated. That's just it. We need to come to terms with that here in the United States. We think we think uh, it's the land of the free, the home of the brave. We are dogs. That's what we are. Okay. I mean, I mean, that's there's no other way I can put it in plain and simple terms. What do you do with a dog? Right. Uh, the dogs used to be wolves. We used to be wolves. Tony's still a wolf. <laughs> No. <laughs> but we used to be wolves and we've been domesticated into Evolution. dogs and some of us are pugs some of us are pit bulls some of us are german shepherds some of us are you know pomskis you know it's just the way it is but we are dogs nonetheless that have been domesticated and told what to do for so long that we've devolved into this right now we don't have a lot of time left i want to shout out the chat and I want to tell everybody that's watching on YouTube, listen, we're not going to be able to be on YouTube uh, consistently. Come over to America, uh, America Unplugged.com and you can listen to the podcast there. Please subscribe and give us a five-star rating. And then we're live on Rockfin every Saturday at 12 p.m. Eastern at Rockfin.com, uh, Rockfin slash America Unplugged. You will find it there, okay? Um, Tone, what's up? Closing thoughts. Well, you know, the Second Amendment can be a pacifier, so be careful. You know, just because you have your weapon, which I'm all in favor of the Second Amendment, a lifetime of that. I mean, I believe in it. But again, you know, your First Amendment rights, all of your constitutional rights have been stripped away. Don talked about 2020, the big lockdowns. They don't recognize that your guns are really a threat unless they're coming to get you, unless they're, I mean, unless they're going to do a big roundup. That's what that's for, right? But your guns aren't really a replacement for your all of your liberties, which are under assault. And that's why you don't see a lot of Second Amendment pages getting banned, right? You see a lot of people speaking out against the surveillance state or against government overreach or against medical tyranny. Those get banned. But nobody really in the Second Amendment sphere gets banned. They might in the future. Um, but we'll watch this really closely. I, I think these are, these are the opening rounds, and I will end with this. Um, Madison Cawthorn, who recently lost his... Uh, seat in Congress there, uh, North Carolina, that was, well, he lost the Republican primary because I think he called Zelensky a thug. I think that's the reason he lost and not the other reasons for saying that uh, members of Congress did cocaine yeah. and orgies, right? He, <laughs> call, he called out Zelensky, yeah. but he said something really important in his campaign and he, he called it, he called it a drip campaign. Uh, what they, the negativity was a drip, slow drip, slow drip. That's what they're, that's this, these news cycles, they pick up, even if it's not manufactured, they pick up on it and they use it over and over again. This is the assault on our mind, right? right? To make it more palatable for more restrictions. Um, so I think that's probably what will come out of this. Wow. Don, what's up? Yeah, I, I want to thank for our Joshua Gilmore said some nice things about me earlier in the chat. I didn't get to thank, thank you. 
a name I didn't recognize. So I appreciate that. But yeah, and I, I, I don't hear the Republicans in Georgia anyhow. I don't want to hear any more complaints about them about vote fraud because they just, if we're to believe they're actually voting, they just gave this guy Kemp, who was right in the epicenter of blocking Trump and all his team from investigating vote fraud. They just gave him 70 some percent of the vote in the primary. And the guy Trump, back, I don't know if he was any good or not, but the other guy was like 20 some percent. So this is, and same thing with Madison Cawthorn, what looked like maybe one of the most refreshing voices in Congress. He lists all the incumbents win with him. Come on. I mean, so I, I don't want to, if they're really, it's, it's like the, the school shootings. We better hope they're drills. Because if they're real, we have a lot more explaining to do. Same thing with <laughs> we voting. We better, much bigger we, 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 we better hope they're not counting right. the votes. Because if they're at, you people are actually voting. If you're really voting Nancy Pelosi and, and Mitch McConnell and, and Lindsey Graham, you're really voting for these people over and over again. And there's absolutely no hope. Right, right, man. Right. I, I understand. I, I feel as you do, man. It's a, this is why it's hard to do this sometimes, regardless. Billy Ray Valentine, Billy the Kid, what's going on? What is going on? Uh, let's try Let's try to stay up on this, man. We we will. We will. We can guarantee it here on America Unplugged. Tony Atterburn and Don Jeffries always have, uh, you know, their their eye on stuff like this. So we'll continue to monitor it. And, uh, and we'll have a, a longer conversation maybe next week. You know, maybe we'll bring in a guest to talk about this because we need to. Uh, Michelle in the chat, what's going on? Chris Graves, Chris, Chris Buckin. What's up? Uh, there was a couple of others. Jim, what's up, Jim? What's up, Joshua? What's up, uh, Elizabeth? How are you? Uh, what else we got? Bernays sauce. What's going on, buddy? How you doing? Um, over on Rockfin, Tom. What's up, Tom Cooper? John one four nine. What's up, buddy? How you doing? Uh, Herps is there? Or Harps? Harps. We don't want Herps. We want Harps. <laughs> Bex, Bex, Bex is there? What's up, Becky? How you doing? Or Bex? What's up? Um, and uh, I don't know. There's some more, but. I don't know if we have time to go through everybody. That's my fault. I should do this earlier in, in the in the program. But you can find the wisest of all the wolves. Tell them where they can find you, sir. Yeah, new website, arterburn.news. Well, not new domain, but uh, I've been working on Don's site, uh, donaldjeffries.media and arterburn.news. You can find me there or wisewolf.gold, which is the sole sponsor for America Unplugged. And by the way, uh, americaunplugged.com folks go join us over there you can uh, check out all of the uh, episodes all of don's work uh, you can leave us a review you can contact us you can send us a voicemail uh it's right there on the page and if you give us a voicemail we can play it on the air next week yeah we'll do that for sure man bex is is coming from norway what's up buddy we appreciate you and christ is here too what's going on good to see you thank you everybody even if i'm not calling out your name uh i would if i saw it so my apologies for that. Uh, Don Jeffries, the legendary. What's going on? <laughs> I, I appreciate that. And I appreciate all the w wonderful uh, comments and the people in the chat room. And the, even the rock in the chat, I can't even see, but just seeing the YouTube comments. It's very uh, nice, especially people all over the world, Australia, Norway, people. It's wonderful. And people can find me, as, as Tony, and the, the website he set up for me, donaldjeffries.media. And that's where my sub stack is at. I'm promoting that a lot. Uh, there's a pay option there if you want to, but everything's free. So you find out how you want. My show, Donald Jeffrey Show, is Wednesdays. And I protest yesterday. Hopefully it will work better next week. But uh, uh, we still managed to do it through Tony's wizardry. He managed to put it together. I think you can still watch the interview with Sean Stone. But uh, lots of stuff out there about me. Easy to find. LB Bruins 79, what is going on? And I saw somebody else and I forgot your name. That's my, fr that's my friend, Vin LB Bruins 79 is my friend, Vince Agnelli. Thanks, Vince. Appreciate it. What's up, buddy? How you doing? Thank you for listening. E-Man e e is here. What's up? What's up? How are you? Um, 
Uh, Alan Holman also. What's up, buddy? Long time, long time. Uh, yeah. uh, I don't know who else. I'm missing so many people. But 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 uh, guys, we we appreciate it. My name is Billy Ray Valentine. Um, I don't have a website, but I'm thinking about making one. Right? I, I, I'll make a website, and we'll have uh, all my shit there. If you so choose to go explore the world of BRV, which isn't much. I'll tell you right now, but <laughs> but if you want to, we might set up a central place where you can go see it. But for now, the infinitefringe.podbean.com. Go check out the fringe. I just put up an episode I did with Mr. Tony Atterburn over at uh John at um David Knight's uh show. And um, and I, I got some other stuff I'm gonna put up. I'm I'm off from school for a little bit, so I, I get to do that. Also, America Unplugged, you guys know the deal right here on Rockfin. And if you're over on Don's YouTube channel or Don's Facebook page, all that other stuff, come over to the Rockfin feed uh, or at least subscribe to it. Uh, subscribe to the podcast for sure. That belongs to us. So go ahead and do that. And uh, that way, when we disappear from YouTube, you know where to find us, okay? That's it. Take it easy now. Don't burn the place down while we are gone. We're getting up out of here. Have an excellent weekend. Bye-bye. That's our theme song. Ha, <laughs> ha,